then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in? Or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, Truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it for me. This teaching by Jesus is the essence of Papua Nui Baptist Freedom Trust. Kia te hapori manaki. Growing, caring communities in service to the King. Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or sick or in prison? Do you think that perhaps the lack of comprehension here comes from a predetermined mindset of what these things look like? Sometimes they are more literally or obviously true. But sometimes, or perhaps most often, they are less obvious and more metaphorical, but equally true. Someone may not literally be in prison, but they are imprisoned, maybe by their lack of opportunities as a child, or their poor decision-making skills, or their chronic anxiety in social settings. Why are we, as Papua New Baptist Freedom Trust, involved in providing and collaborating in such a diverse range of community development projects, group programs, events, and social support services? Because every person has a different story. Every person who hungers, thirsts, feels isolated, is sick or trapped, has a different context and different needs. That's why listening and developing relationships of trust in the community must come first and foremost if we are to ever make a positive difference in our society. As my beloved C.S. Lewis said, our business is to present that which is timeless, that which is the same yesterday, today and tomorrow, 
in the particular language of our own age. We must learn the language of our audience. And let me say at the outset that it's no use assuming what the average person does or does not understand. You have to find out by experience. You must translate every bit of your message into everyday language. This is very troublesome, and it means you can say very little, but it is essential. Sometimes, just being there, joining in the experience and listening is the message our community needs. In our society, we're experiencing a pandemic of loneliness. And this is every bit as true in Papua Nui and Northwest Christchurch as it is elsewhere in the West. In our community survey, survey of Papua Nui and surrounding suburbs that we conducted in 2018, the number one ranked concern of our wider community was loneliness and social isolation. The number one concern. We underestimate the problem. But we also underestimate our God-given power to do something about it. A few years ago, I remember visiting a local couple whose child had died. I journeyed with them through her final weeks. <coughs> but on the day of the funeral, because there were so many other people talking to them, I didn't get the chance to connect with them. So that night, I decided to pop in briefly to see them. And as it happened, it was a long visit. What was remarkable about it was that I clearly remember sitting there saying to God, I am so useless. Here's this lovely, lovely couple with this sad, sad situation. And all I can do is sit here and listen and drink cups of tea. At the end of the night, the father took my hand and tears came into his eyes and with great earnestness he said, Damien, you coming around tonight is the best thing that's happened all day. To say I was shocked um, is a major understatement. That's the power of the Lord. The Lord doesn't always look like what we expect. Sometimes the Lord looks like sitting, listening, drinking cups of tea. We need to listen to those in our communities because the Lord's way of bringing positive transformation in one scenario may look very different to another. Not long ago, I was supporting a man with some problems he was having. Early in proceedings, I drove around to pick him up, and he came out of his house to hop into my car with an enormous machete. <laughs> and I mean enormous. 
Um, <coughs> I'm quiet. Uh, can you remind me what it is we need that for? <laughs> In case there's any trouble, he said. Uh, don't worry, I've got a plan for that, I confidently assured him. Uh, if there's any trouble, same plan I usually have. Run away. <laughs> Run away in the most humiliating fashion possible. That's the plan. I can't say he was impressed. In fact, not at all. But somehow, I won him over. Some weeks later, he rang me and said, Damien, I called you because you know the Lord's way. Thank you for helping me. If it wasn't for you, I'd be heading back to prison. You know the Lord's way, he said. Well, let me tell you what the Lord's way looked like in that situation. Instead of dealing with the problem in a more, let's say, direct manner, the Lord's way looked like him and I spending a fortnight filling out tedious paperwork, standing in queues at government departments, and being put on hold time and time again during pointless phone calls. The Lord's way doesn't always look glamorous. People often want a simple solution to the world's problems. But there is no simple one-size-fits-all solution. Look at this book, the Bible. If it were simple, it would be one, maybe two sentences long. It's not. Life is complicated. What do we need to transform our world and our communities for the better? Essentially, we need every conceivable good idea to be put into practice, and we need everything bad to stop happening. Achieving all that is complicated. <laughs> but what does the Lord teach? <laughs> the Lord teaches that everyone can be part of his solution and everyone can start here. You know what's beautiful about that list of actions from Matthew 25? Feeding the hungry, welcoming the stranger, caring for the sick, reaching out to the prisoner. These are things almost anyone can do. For example, of the privilege of knowing hundreds of people with profound intellectual disabilities. Making lonely strangers feel welcome, their specialty. These are things anyone can do. Furthermore, not only can we start doing these things, regardless of how limited we might be, when people do good to others, the doer is empowered to grow into the person God created them to be. One woman who works in a community development project that um, Freedom Trust is heavily involved with in Northcote 
told me that before she was given the opportunity to volunteer with us, she used to spend most of her days at home with the curtains shut, getting drunk. Now she has something to live for. That's the Lord's way. It changes lives. <coughs> Recently, a woman who joined one of our programs told me that she seldom leaves the vicinity of her home. Life is too emotionally painful to take the risk. But she took the courageous step and she joined us. And here she is, having a good time and thoroughly grateful to feel welcome. Immediately, I could think of four strands of connection that had woven together to bring her to this positive step forward in her life. Four sets of people from different groups, programs and organisations that had connected with her and with each other. That's why our Freedom Trust logo that you'll notice on the sign and the brochures and so forth features the Harakiki flax. It's traditionally used for weaving. If you want to make a real difference in lives that matter, it will take multiple strands. So look for opportunities to work with groups, ministries, organisations and churches other than your own. Because we serve a God of community. And having a God of community... It's no coincidence at all that the lasting reminder of God's loving service to our world should have come to be known as communion. And in communion, what do we remember? His final hours on the cross. I was hungry and thirsty. Yes. I was a stranger, lonely and isolated. Yes. I was naked. Yes. I was sick and injured. Yes. I was a prisoner. Yes. When did we see you? When did we see you? When did we see you? As we have communion, let's think about the enduring legacy Jesus gives us in these words. If you want to follow Jesus and be part of this legacy, start by coming on up and have some bread and juice to remember, together in community. Great. If the servers could come and...